Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it. Again. I'm back at it again, man. <laughs> I'm back at it again, and boy, do we have quite a bit to talk about tonight. We're going to be discussing the New York Jets draft, all right? We've got a draft prediction show that's going to be the final show before the actual draft comes on. We will be having a live draft party as well, so we'll be doing that live on YouTube. And uh, time permits, we're also going to be running a live a, uh, radio show directly after to get the reactions from people. So we'll be talking about that tonight. We'll also be discussing New York Jets linebacker position. Lots to talk about there, you know what I'm saying? I'm wondering if you folks think the Jets will take a linebacker in the first round. Some people have been discussing that. It could be an option. Who knows? Depends on how the board falls, right? I also want to talk to you folks tonight as well about the New York Jets, you know, bringing guys in for free agency. There's still some free agents roaming around. The New York Jets do have, you know, Kwan Alexander visiting today. This is a guy that's been talked about in the past as well. We'll be talking about that. So we have a lot to discuss. Again, the lines are open, 515 515- Six zero two nine six three nine five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. I'm taking all callers, but let me go ahead and get into the show. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth to folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. Listen, your boys on iTunes as well, okay? Go on iTunes, search The Long Beach Joe Show on iTunes, okay? Go ahead and give the show a follow, okay? Go ahead and subscribe on there and leave your boys some feedback. You know what I'm saying? Leave me four stars, five stars. Leave me a five-star feedback and let me know what you folks think about the show, all right? I love hearing about what you folks think I do here, and I want to continue to get that feedback, so please continue to do that, okay? And I want to thank everybody that has so far. I truly appreciate it. For those of you that do not know, all right, if you're listening to me on my iTunes or you're listening to me on my blog talk radio, you know what I'm saying, blog talk radio backslash Long Beach Joe, all right? If you only do that, guess what? We're live on YouTube as well, baby. Listen, look at me. I'm beautiful. You know what I'm saying? I've been told I'm beautiful, all right? I got a face made for TV. Salute to all the savages in the chat. We'll get to y'all in a second, right? Listen, your boy is on YouTube, okay? Come on over to YouTube, type in Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. That'll be me, and your boy is live. We do live shows on there. That's where you guys hear the audio from the live shows. We have a lot of fun. We also also put up other Jets content, and sometimes we game on there as well. So come on by, go to YouTube, type in Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, hit that, not- hit that subscription button, and then also hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. All right? You folks will be in the know. And also, when you go across my social media platforms, you will find my link tree. My link tree has a link to all of my content, particularly my Discord, okay? I have a Discord. Go on over to that Discord. Join up. We have a lot of fun in there. We talk to each other. I mean, we talk trash, we tell jokes, there's a lot of memes, all kind of stuff. We talk Jets in there as well. Come on over and join the Discord, okay? We have a lot of fun. I will warn you, you go in there and get a little too crazy, you know what I'm saying, trying to do some crazy nonsense. My mods will, they'll take care of you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My mods will take care of you. You know, be respectful now. Let's not get too crazy. But we do, you know, talk crazy in there. You know what I'm saying? So salute to everybody, uh, you know, that, that will come over and join the Discord and salute to everybody. 
that'll, you know, come over and uh, subscribe to the YouTube page and everybody, again, that checks me out on iTunes. I truly uh, appreciate it, all right? Now, it's time to talk a bit, but before we get there, salute to my guy, Pappy1994, with the big, 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 big donation. I said salute to my guy, Pappy, 1994, with the big, 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 big donation, man. Salute. Pappy says, what do you think about sauce? Now, okay, it's time to talk. It's time to talk about this. We'll get into the linebacker situation in just a second. Listen, I think Sauce Garner is phenomenal, right? He's a phenomenal corner. He's great. But I'm not necessarily against it, but I do wonder, okay, depending on who's on the board. If there's a pass rusher on the board, I think we take a pass rusher before we take Sauce, which can definitely be there. There's a lot of talk about Kayvon Thibodeau possibly sliding to us. There's a lot of people right now already talking about they don't even want Kayvon Thibodeau, which has definitely been a little bit jarring because when – you know, when we were talking about the draft, all the lead-up, all that stuff was Kayvon, 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 constantly, right? You could not get away from Jets fans saying, we need Kayvon, we want Kayvon. There's nothing else out there but Kayvon Thibodeau. That's who we want. The kid from Oregon, let's go. He needs to be on the team, so, you know, so on and so forth. And now as the weeks toward the draft just continue to, you know, tick away, the time just keeps on ticking, now there's a lot of people talking about not taking Kayvon Thibodeau and taking Jermaine Johnson at four, okay? There's a lot of people talking about that now. There's a lot of Jets fans talking about it. There's a lot of analysts. We, we had, you know, Tony Paulini. Salutes to him again. I want to thank him for coming on. He came on last week, and he said he wouldn't be surprised if the New York Jets did actually make that move. He also, you know, is a guy that likes uh, Jermaine Johnson as well. So there's a lot of things to be said about that situation. So, to me, if there's an edge rusher there, which, again, if people like Jermaine Johnson, I, I would rather take an edge. But there's an argument to be made for Sauce because he is a great player. But when I look at our cornerback situation, Pat, I look at this situation and I say, okay, we got Bryce Hall, who was played extremely well for us last year. I don't know why all of a sudden people are starting to talk kind of negatively about him in Jets fandom, I don't know why, but it's starting, okay, and I'm seeing it. I've heard people talking about Bryce Hall not starting if we take sauce and possibly Echo starting on the other side. Or, you know, or even if we don't take sauce, you know, you put DJ Reed on one side and start Echoes on the other. I don't know what is going on out here. I know that there's been a knock on him for not catching a ton of interceptions, uh, Eccles only caught two interceptions this year. For those of you that think that Eccles is way better than Bryce Hall for some reason, I don't understand that either. All right. Yes, Bryce Hall did miss some interceptions this year, but he had 16 pass deflections. He was always in position to knock the ball down. He just didn't pick it off. But guess what? Pass deflections, knocking balls down, making sure that wide receivers don't complete catches, that's his job as a corner as well. So it's not like he's getting cooked for 400 yards out there. He's just not – you know, always catching the interception. But that's not bad. He's still breaking up the pass. He's still ensuring that the wide receiver isn't allowed to make a play out there. So that's one thing that I don't understand people are coming at. And, again, Eccles only has two interceptions this year. And people also remember that Eccles as well this, time, this year also was banged up a lot this year for us. Does anybody remember that? For those of you that are just saying he's automatically better than Bryce Hall for some reason because he caught two interceptions, does anybody remember Eccles constantly missing drives throughout the year? 
because of various injuries, arm injuries. I remember he, you know, had multiple injuries before where he missed, you know, drives, critical drives throughout the season. Mind you, he also, I think, was on IR for like three games or something like that, too. He missed time doing that. So it's like all of a sudden people are really starting to talk about sitting Bryce Hall down, and I don't think that we should be thinking about doing that. But when you start to talk about taking sauce at four, to me, if you're taking him, he's got to be a starter somewhere in your mind, right? Because I don't think you can take depth at four. So if you're taking him at four, okay, you got Bryce Hall at one right now. We got Bryce Hall as our number one corner. DJ Reed, we just paid $33 million to. So you would think that he's probably going to be our number two corner. You got Echols, who, again, yes, he was injured, but we saw flashes where he played, you know, pretty decently as well. He made some plays out there. Then you got Michael Carter in the slot, who was phenomenal. He's a phenomenal young corner this year. My question is, where exactly are you putting Sauce at this point? Because how can you boot Bryce Hall from that number one corner position? How? He played extremely well there. Then again, you got DJ Reed at number two. What is going on over there? So my question is just where exactly we would put Sauce and if we need, if we even really need corner that much, which, again, I personally don't believe we do. Because when you look at last year, we were supposed to get cooked constantly at corner. We were supposed to get destroyed. That's, that was corner secondary was the biggest question mark going into last season. It was the biggest question mark. People said, hey, this young secondary is going to get destroyed all last year. And we didn't. We truly did not get destroyed like that at all. If you go back and you watch that Bengals game, guess what? That young kid over there, <laughs> he was supposed to destroy us. That Bengals wide receiver was supposed to destroy us. He was cooking everybody last season. He didn't go off against us like a lot of people thought he would, and a lot of that work came from Bryce Hall and Eccles out there. So I'm just starting to wonder if, if we really need a corner that bad because I think the biggest issue with our defense last year, why our defense was so spotty at times, was the lack of pass rush. Anytime that you have a defense that gives up 400, or not even 400, a ton of yards, right, you're, you're giving guys 400 years to throw the football, then guess what? Your secondary is, they're going to struggle too. There's going to be times where they're looking like, uh, you're not sure. We don't have a pass rush. We don't have any of that. And again, when you look at Sulla's scheme, corner isn't necessarily, you don't have to have top-tier corners for his scheme to work. It's not how his scheme works. And that's been talked about since he got here. You need pressure. You need outside pressure. You look at the Niners, that's how they were built. The Niners don't have a bunch of star-studded secondary. They really don't. But you know who Fred, who Fred Warner is, and you know who Joey Bosa is, and you know all those other guys that they got up front because they're constantly getting pressure. So for me, I love Sauce. I think he's phenomenal. If I was forced to take, you know, uh, uh, to take him over some other – I would take Sauce before I'd take Kyle Hamilton. That's for sure. But I'm not rushing to the podium to take Sauce over – a pass rusher. I'm just not. We are in definite need of that. But I do think that Sauce is phenomenal. I think he's a phenomenal corner. So salutes to you, Pappy. Again, the lines are open. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. We're taking all callers. We're going to talk about this linebacker situation really quickly, and we're going to get to the lines because the lines are hot. We're talking draft predictions tonight as well. This is the final show before the draft. We're also, again, we're going to have a live draft party this is going to be the final show before the draft. So I want to hear your takes. I need to know who you guys got the New York Jets taken. But when you look at this New York Jets linebacker situation, I think it's a very interesting situation. There's a lot of talk about various positions. 
you know, edge and all that stuff. But I also think the New York Jets also need to look at taking some linebackers in this draft too. Maybe not early, but definitely taking them to help out what we have going on here when you really look at the situation. You got C.J. Mosley here as our inside linebacker. Uh, again, played very well for us last year, was really impressed with some of the things that uh, he did. But guess what? <laughs> this guy's making $17.5 million this season. It's going to escalate to 18.5. He's, you know, a 30-year-old backer. Guess what? We cannot continue to pay that. We truly can't. So when you look at the future here, right, for this guy, I think the New York Jets need to look at taking some linebackers in here. So when it's time to move on from C.J. Mosley, I'm not pushing him out the door. I'm just saying that when it's time to move on to C.J. Mosley, that we'll be prepared for that. So you got to look at that. Jamin Sherwood, Hamza Nezrodine as well, two young guys that we got in, guys that we're converting to linebacker from safety. Listen, these guys, they're kind of in the same boat. When you look at Jamin, he played five games and he tore his Achilles. So there's question marks about him going forward as well. Hamza Nezrodine, he played about 12 games and then he tore his ACL. One of the two or two things that I saw about these, both of these young players, and again, they're young guys still trying to, you know, figure out their way in the league, is they both got to get, get that coverage stuff together, okay? Because we saw that we were getting cooked, all right? We got cooked by running backs coming out the backfield. We got cooked by tight ends last season, and we got absolutely destroyed in the screen game. And a lot of that was young linebackers not being where they were supposed to be, not reading things correctly, having issues in coverage, getting broken on. We saw that, you know, with Pitts. We saw that with multiple, uh, you know, guys, especially early in the season as well. We had a lot of issues stopping the same thing uh, pretty much all season. So we've got to figure that out. Again, those are two young guys that we're hoping to get come back. But, again, a lot of people have question marks about them going forward because of their injuries. Then you look at Quincy Williams, who stepped up in a big way for us last year. A huge way, man, a huge way. And this is a big year for him as well. This is a – you know, last year before he, you know, could possibly become a free agent unless we lock him up, he had 110 tackles, two sacks, three-fourths fumbles. This guy had big-time impact for us, played big. And, again, he was a late free agency signing. That's huge for the New York Jets. That was huge for Joe Douglas as well. He found a skill there. Now, when Gerard Davis came back, that's when we saw that his playing time kind of bounced up and down. Now, the thing is, is once Gerard Davis was kind of – you know, sat kind of back down. And, again, Gerard Davis has moved on. He signed with another team, so there's, you know, no threat of him actually coming back. We didn't retain him at all in free agency. We let him walk. We saw him, you know, kind of try to get back on the boat, but the production wasn't there. Now, this year, he could step straight into a starting role, and we're going to really see him be allowed to really take the impact. Because in my, in my opinion, that position is his position to lose. You know what I'm saying? He's the guy that's going to be stepping up and in there. Now, when you look at the options for the New York Jets to take a linebacker, particularly in the first round, N'Kobe Dean has been talked about a lot. This is a kid out of Georgia. We're talking about an un- unbelievably athletic kid. He's ridiculous. His sideline to sideline speed is ridiculous as well. He just gets after it. And he can have an impact in coverage as well. There's a lot of people not talking about that, but he can do that as well. He's a guy that can help out with these issues that we have, running backs coming out the backfield, you know, stuff like that. Then you also look at Devin Lloyd out of Utah as well, extremely versatile. That's the big thing for him. He's a linebacker that a lot of scouts talk about saying, hey, look, this guy can play darn near any position, you know, within various schemes. So there's a lot to talk about with him too. You also got Chad Muma as well from Wyoming. He's more of a second-round guy. I could see the New York Jets absolutely starting to delve in and taking linebacker in those later rounds. That's where I honestly think that they're probably going to attack there. And Muma could be there. 6'3 guy out of Wyoming, 
every down backer, he's a guy that can make some moves as well. So we got a, we got a lot to discuss, man. And again, we got Kwan Alexander in the building. This is a guy that's extremely familiar with Robert Sulla and his defensive philosophy. He's absolutely uh, familiar with it because Sulla was his defensive coordinator, you know what I'm saying, when he was with the Niners. So there's a lot to discuss. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Salutes to all my savages in the chat. I call my chat the savages. Why? Because of that. Listen, they get after everybody. They don't give a crap who you are, okay? <laughs> if they don't like your take, if they don't like what you bring into the table, they're going to bring it to you, all right? They're absolutely going to bring it to you, and it is what it is. So we're going to get to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. First caller I am going to is my guy from North Carolina. I got to talk to this guy, man. I got to talk. Oh, excuse me. Uh, five, nine, five, nine, five, four, excuse me. Nine, five, four. I'm coming directly to you. Salutes to you, my friend. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, man, give me your thoughts about this New York Jets linebacker situation, about how you feel about it currently. And what are your thoughts about the New York Jets bringing in k Alexander? Um, hey, uh, first off, I want to thank you for, you know, having me on your show. I've been a long time listener. And, uh, Appreciate all the good content. Um, thank you. Thank basically, you. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Um, Quan, Quan Alexander basically uh, is a good. Is, is going to be a good fit. I, I believe if we do sign him, he's a young, um, 27 years old, um, low mileage. Um, he's a flyer. He can fly around the field, get a lot of tackles, and it's a it's a position that we desperately need um, for the um, for the Jets. Um, the only two bright spots we truly have is, like you said, Quincy and um, our old guy Mosley. So I, I like the I like the move in bringing him in the building and trying to see what he if he has any more left in the tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel the exact same way. And again, with the familiarity with with Stella's scheme, I think that's huge as well. Now, when you look at the at the draft for the New York Jets, where could you see them taking a linebacker? Do you see a scenario where maybe the Jets take a linebacker in the first round? I do not. No way. I do not see that. I'm thinking more of more later. I'm thinking like three, four, maybe in the late rounds because you you we still got Nazardeen. We still got the young guys that were banged up that that deserve at least a, a chance in training camp and just to bring more bring more people in and bring more players in. Uh, I think that might take uh, some playing time off of some unproven, you know, untapped talent. So I think we'll keep some of the young guys, but as far as, uh, you know, targeting early round linebackers, I don't think the Jets go for it. We get too many needs. Um, and uh, even though linebacker is very important, it's um, in, in the back of the list of, you know, the important things like, you know, I think, Definitely yeah. uh, pass rusher uh, is yeah. number one. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, you're bringing it right right there, and I'm gonna, I want to talk to you about that because there's a lot of people right now talking about Kayvon Thibodeau. They're talking about Jermaine Johnson. They're talking about taking Jermaine Johnson over Kayvon Thibodeau. You talked about pass mm-hmm. rusher being extremely important for the New York Jets. 
Give me your mm-hmm. take on that. If if Tavon and Jermaine are clearly going to be sitting there at four, who are you taking and mm-hmm. why? You know, the crazy thing, uh, good, uh, good segue into this. Um, I don't know if I might ruffle some jet feathers because I know they're in love with sauce. They're in love with uh, – you know the they're in love with the, these wide receivers, but I'm thinking, being a Jet fan for so long, I'm saying, I'm saying that we double dip, man. I'm saying that we double dip an edge, even if we get Kayvon Thibodeau, even if we get Kayvon, okay. we're gonna need another edge. I'm thinking, four and ten, go edge, man, edge and edge. Why not? You think about it, and the reason I say that is we have JFM, we have uh, Q. They're both going to be in the middle. Who's our edge? Got Lawson. Mm. No, Lawson. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not sold on Lawson. I've never seen Lawson on the field um, balling out. He his 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 main uh, his best season. He got 8.5 sacks in a, on a full season. He's a big money um, edge rusher that's coming off a ruptured Achilles. Now, do we want to just mm. draft an unproven rookie and say okay? Our edge, our edge uh, problems are solidified because we we have our edge problems are solved because we got a we got a cave on Thibodeau now and then we got our high price Lawson. I say no, I'm not I'm not I'm not believing in Lawson. I'm gonna get two mm-hmm. young edge guys, and I'm gonna you know I'm gonna believe in that eight man rotation. Lawson is gonna get his licks. We can keep him fresh. We get the two the two edge guys, and and a lot of things a lot of things with the edge. Is going to help out Zach Wilson. It's going to help him. He's going to give him better field position. You know, he's going to give him the ball more opportunities um, when the defense gives him that ball back. And it's going to help the corners. We got good corners. You know, I mean, like you said, the the smoke coming for um, Hall is 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 unwarranted. He played very well. Um, Hall, it's the DJ Reed. He's he's our number. He's basically our number one. People gotta understand. DJ Reed is gonna be our number one cornerback, if they like it or not. If they draft, if they draft Sauce, that's another. That's another. But I don't think they're gonna put a whole bunch of money into the cornerback position. Um, Salah likes the young his young group. He said it multiple times during the season, as well. And they play zone. They play a zone defense. You know mm. what I mean. So I think that. The edge will definitely help out offense and defense, and I definitely want to do a double dipping. And Kayvon will be the number one choice at four for me. That's my that's my dream, basically. If we could get Kayvon. Okay. Okay. So, so if we're so if we're talking, you you talking double dipping? I'm hearing you. I'm right there with you. Double All right. Dipping. Now take me take me down the path. We're taking Kayvon at four. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. What are we doing yes. at ten, man? Who are you eyeing at ten? Man, I know, I know. Uh, Walker's getting a lot of hype, so I doubt he'll be there. I'm thinking we would only be able to get Jermaine Johnson or uh, Karloftis. Those are the only two guys I see at ten. Um, I like Karloftis. I think uh, he would him with Kayvon would be something like when we had. Uh, Sean Ellis and John Abraham, you know what I mean? The two mm. different, uh, you know, Ellis was like a bigger, you know, bull rushing type of uh, uh, pass rusher. 
And then, uh, you know, Abraham was like a fast coming off the edge type of, you know, pass rusher. So I think we could reincarnate that, you know, get that, that pass rushing. You know what I mean? When you go to the football games, I know I'm, I, I, everybody gets hyped for the defense. I know offense is good, but I don't know. It's a little bit more exciting when you got a good defense and you know that you're there to attack. You know what I mean? And, 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 Absolutely. And, and cheering for that sack or that fumble or that interception. But um, yeah, I'm I'm going defense, man. I'm I'm excited for this draft, and uh, I'm 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 thinking about I'm thinking Carl Loftus or Johnson the second for for okay. the number ten some number ten pick. So when exactly are you going offense? Because I know that there's also a lot of talk about wide receiver. Are you okay with the New York Jets waiting into the second round to grab that wide receiver, or is there a guy that you'd like to see them maybe trade back up into the first round for? Mm, trading back is a um is a popular uh scenario but i think i think we keep our assets because the second round we got um two in the second and very high um top 40 so i believe that we'll go um you know we'll uh, satisfy the fans with a wide receiver um in the second round a la all the greats, all the good wide receivers have been picked on the second round. Granted, the, the Jets have, have failed in picking a good second-round wide receivers. They just got Elijah Moore, which is a big Yeah, hit. we just got Elijah Moore. Yeah, he's not a Devin Smith or a Stephen Hill, um, so that's a good thing. But uh, I think we they have a lot. It's a, it's a deep wide receiver class. So to draft, the, draft one at 10, that's why I'm – the Jets, Jets, a lot of Jet fans are so desperate for talent, man. It's just, I, I feel everybody's pain, but you got to think, man. A lot of these players that everybody's talking about, oh, let's draft Debo, let's trade for Debo, let's trade for uh, DK. Like, these guys Talk are going to, you know, probably next year, next year they're going to, you know, be free agents or they're going to, they'll be easier to get next year. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm thinking in the second round, they attack wide receiver and probably running back. I want to I want to run it back on the second round. A high, you know, probably uh, Walker, Walker the third or Brees Hall. You know what I mean, I want that ground and pound and that that defense. You know what I mean? And then wide receiver is definitely going to come later. You know, we can develop him. A lot of people get, gave up on uh, on Corey Davis. He had a he had a yeah. bad O line. A, a, a rookie a rookie wide receiver passing to him. He's he's a he, we paid him number one money. He's fifteen million. Well, last year fifteen million was number one money. Not maybe not this year. Everybody's giving twenty five, you know, twenty million dollar contracts a year. Yeah. But Corey Davis is the number one wide receiver of the team. And then number two, you could easily say Elijah Moore earned that number two spot. Everybody wanted Barrios back. He could be the number three. Back, you know what I mean? And then we got two tight ends. We play a twelve personnel. It, it, it's not a spread out. Um, um, what do you call it? The Rams' um, greatest show on turf offense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You have two tight ends. You you didn't pay those two tight and ends I, to draft the right receiver at ten and move yeah. um, move Elijah, move uh, Davis. It, let's go edge. That's that's basically. Okay. Well, uh, let, 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 let me. And I, no, and I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but I want to mm-hmm. play devil's advocate because I, I want to. I want to. Sure. I want to show you the flip side of the argument, right? So let me play devil's advocate uh, for a second. I hear mm-hmm. what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You're looking at the wide receiver position. You said you don't want one at ten. 
all right, fine. You like no. Corey Davis. You like Elijah Moore. Of course, Braxton Berrios is here, right? But when you look at the mm-hmm. depth, right, there's nothing really there, okay? You also start mm-hmm. to key in and you look at Corey Davis and you say, well, there's a lot of people that are giving up on him. Well, he had a lot of drops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty mm-hmm. easy to give up on a guy that's not catching the football, right? And outside of just the drops, let's also talk about the fact that the guy's injured. He missed a lot of time last year with that hip stuff, right? He had a surgery. We'll see how he comes back last year. Elijah Moore also missed a lot of time as well. The Jets Mm -hmm, don't have mm -hmm. a game-breaking wide receiver, right? They don't have a guy Mm -hmm. that immediately lights it up, right? Or a lot of people talk Mm -hmm. about that guy being Elijah Moore. But, again, I need to see him Mm -hmm. do it on the field. He missed a lot of time. So why not take a wide Mm -hmm. receiver when, again, after you look at, you know, you look at uh, Davis and and, and Elijah Moore, they could end up missing a lot of time next year. You got Braxton Berrios, Mm -hmm. who's a good wide receiver, but he's a slot, right? He's not a a Mm take-the-top-off-the-defense guy. He's a slot. And then after that, you got nobody. Because do not mm-hmm. talk to me mm-hmm. about Denzel Mims because he does nothing. He might not even be on the roster no. next year. So how can no, you look they're, at they're Garrett Wilson? He looking good under- how, hold on a second. Hold on a second. How can you look at Garrett <laughs> uh-huh. Wilson? How can you look at uh-huh. Drake London? How can you look at mm-hmm. these guys that are going to be there upcoming in this draft that are elite guys? Some people will love Jamison Williams as well, right? Phenomenal mm-hmm. kid. How can you look at those guys and not want to ensure that Zach Wilson is going to have a weapon that he can constantly go to? to make defenses pay? Man, you, you got to think about it, man. These guys, are they warranted a 10th pick? I say the only person in the draft that is warranted for a top 10 pick, he was hurt. He's hurt. Uh, Williams from from uh, from the Tide. What's his name? Jamison Williams? Yeah, Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams from Alabama. If he never yeah. got hurt, if he never got hurt, you know, went to his pro day, crushed it, he probably would have been a top five pick or top ten pick, definitely. But he's going to be back in November. Um, nobody, none of these wide receivers won the you know Belitnikov Award. Um, you think about it, Olave played just as well as Garrett Wilson. So when I watched Ohio State games, Olave um, uh, jumped out to me a lot. You know, even though Wilson is a, is a baller, definitely, but Olave was balling. I saw Olave ball out a lot. Um, as far as London, everybody calling him a six-five uh, wide receiver. This man is six-three in a couple of uh, centimeters. They're trying to hype him up okay. like he's Mike Evans. He's not. He's not Mike Evans. He's not even Keyshawn Johnson. You're not picking him at uh, at ten. He's doing jump. You think he's okay. going to jump over these uh, professional cornerbacks uh, in the NFL? You think yeah. he's going to with with without separation? I'm seeing. You think he will? Well, he probably, he, will. Will. Yeah. he probably will. Yeah, he probably he probably will. But okay. but that goes that goes back to my um, what what are we thinner at, edge or wide receiver? What are we thinner at as a mm-hmm. Jet team? What would make mm-hmm. us better? We got two tight ends. We got two starting tight ends. We got two starting tight ends. That th- those are weapons already that nobody's looking at. We got um, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Carter. He's a pass catching back. He he can run the rock, but he's also a pass catching back. We got the gadget guy, Barrios. He's going to catch a lot of balls as well. We we got more. We got a lot of weapons. It's not like we're bare. I'm just uh, – I just, you know, prioritize the defense. The defense got smacked around for so many years within the Gates regime. And like everybody every – Jet, every Jet knows, we haven't had a pass rusher since John Abraham. Like, let's – come on. Yeah. And we were salivating off of – Carl Lawson, we were hyped up for that. 
We were hyped up for Carl Lawson. A, a person with eight point five sacks was his was his main was his main you know uh, season was his best season. So it's like we're desperate for a pass rusher. Give us a pass rusher at four. If not, we got to have one at ten. We just need some young talent. I believe that I want to do uh, the defense. And it's a deep draft. Wide receiver on the second round, third round, we could find them. It's proven. Um, and even next year's draft, the wide receivers are going to be better. You know what I mean? So, okay. So, yeah, so when you look at this draft, right, because you, you're, you're, we're having a lot of discussion. When you look at this draft, mm-hmm. is there a player in this draft that you want to see the New York Jets just steer clear of? Is there a guy that you're looking at and you're saying, do not take this guy in the draft, and who is it? Um, I do not. I do not. Like, I'm not biased against, like, I'm not going to triple if they pick a, a wide receiver, uh, Wilson or London at 10. So you're not, you know, because I'm, so I'm not a, concerned about uh-huh. a guy. You're not concerned about, because there's a lot of people saying, like, Derek Stingley is a guy that they don't want the Jets to deal with because of the injury history. They would not like to see him taken in the draft. So you're not a guy that, that looks at him and goes, whoa, that foot injury, the lens frack stuff. The, the up and down, you know, play after with the, all the injury stuff, he's a guy that you just have no concerns about. If the Jets took him, you'd be fine as well? Reason being, he is a baller. He's a baller. Um, Stingley, uh, a lot of Jets uh, fans have, have really good memory, man. They know about the demon. They know about that injury. They know about <laughs> Santonio Holmes. They know about Santonio Holmes signing that big contract, and then he got a, he got that the same Liz Frank injury. And he was never the same. So a lot of Jets fans, they, they're smart fans, man. We are smart fans, and we're very loyal and passionate. So, I, yes, yeah, Stingley, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, and I still wouldn't be mad because he was super talented. And, you know, as far mm-hmm. as, like, medical um, advances in, in, you know, in the medical field, you know, ruptured ACLs and MCLs and, you know, and uh, Achilles, all of that is not the same as it was like five, you know, ten years ago. They have better doctors and, you know, better training regimens. And, you know, uh, these players are bouncing back, you know, better than ever. You know what I mean? We got Chris Paul, yeah. not to not to delve into the NBA, you got Chris Paul at 40 dropping, you know, buckets. You know what I mean? So, anyway. Yeah, yeah man. I, I mean, um, the, the healing, as far as the healing, the healing depends. But go, go ahead. I'll let you finish. As far as um, uh, a player that I want to steer clear uh, of, I'm, I, I just thought about it when we're talking about I, I I'm not trying to have uh, Linderbaum at 10, man. I hear a lot of people talking about Linderbaum at 10. If they draft a center in Why? the top 10 or even – man, Linderbaum at 10, Why? Why you got to think about it. The same reason, the same reason why I haven't get, given up on this offense or, or Corey Davis, you got to think about it. McGovern – he played against scrubs to his left and his right. Well, oh, not scrubs. You, 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 Lewis. He played. He played with Lewis, Alex Lewis, and GVR. Oh, no. You know what I mean? Oh my god. He's a he's a decent. He is a decent center. He's not a he's no. Not a you know. A, no. So he's not. I, I, I'm he's sorry. Not a top I, Twenty center. I, no. My goodness. No, he's not. He's, he's not absolutely a top, not. No, listen, the first two years he was here, he was god-awful. He was terrible. 
All right, and that was but who is he? He okay. was terrible. Mm-hmm. He was terrible. Mm-hmm. Watching him get bull rushed, watching him get ran over was kind of was was uh, Greg Van Roten good? No, but neither was he. His center play was awful. If you look at our issues this year, right? A lot of people talk about Zach Wilson, which yes, he did have a very mm-hmm. up and down season. But one of the reasons why he was also kind of limited was he was running for his life. Does anybody remember he was running for his life the first six weeks or however many weeks before he got injured? He got sacked six times against uh, the Carolina Panthers. They were bowing over Connor McGovern, Greg Van Roten. We had big-time issues going on the outside. He got smacked a bunch against Denver. When he was running and got injured mm-hmm. against New mm-hmm. England, the biggest, the biggest issue was interior pressure. Connor McGovern, Greg Van Roten, neither one of those guys could hold their block. Trying to say that he is a top ten center in this league is insane. I did not. No, 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 no. I didn't say top ten. I said top twenty. I said he's not one of the top twenty. I don't even know about that. I'm not going to sit here and say that the guard play was amazing, but the guard play wasn't amazing either. When we saw Greg Fant play pretty decently this season, he didn't have good guards Mm -hmm. next to him. When when uh, Makai Beckett was out there for the little time he was, he held up. He didn't have great guards playing next to him. To sit back and just say, oh, well, it was bad guards and Connor McGovern. No, Connor McGovern has been trashed too, okay? And if we can get an upgrade there, and a lot, there's a lot of mixed opinions about, for whatever reason now, about Tyler Linderbaum. But most scouts have said this kid is generational. Generational Generational talent? Generational talent? Right? There's as, yeah, as a center, listen, what did they say about Nick Fanfield? He was a beast. He is the highest. He is one of the highest rated centers in the last decade. I'm telling you, I know a lot of people are now having amnesia mm-hmm. <laughs> about Tyler Lindenbaum. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you talk to most scouts, you know, they were saying, mm-hmm. hey, this kid's going to light it up. He's phenomenal. Take him, take him, take him if you can. Now, there's been a lot of talk mm-hmm. about where he's going to be on the board. You talk about mm-hmm. me, and I've heard people talk about him sliding down to 31, but taking him, I wouldn't be against that at all. Because if we're talking about I'm just about saying I can. Team, I, I've heard a lot we're about talking 10. about Listen, do you want Zach Wilson with another would you PCL you want to injury? Do you Joe, want Zach Wilson you... with another PCL injury? Is that what you no, want? No, but I'm sick. We got okay. a future pro <laughs> bowler just, and a I'm pro bowler next to I'm listening. Go ahead. You have a you have what? a you have a fruit a future pro bowler and yeah. a pro bowler next to your center. So that's automatically yeah. gonna have him play better. He's gonna play better, he's gonna mm-hmm. he's not gonna have to help to the left or help to the right. So McGovern's gameplay mm-hmm. is gonna be way better than everybody remembers. As far as okay. and, and and the whole line in general. But I wanna ask you on your show, mm-hmm. do you believe that the jet not that do you believe would you be okay with Linderbaum at ten? Since you hype him up, I'm, and I'm, he's, he's yeah, I you would you would multiple times yes, I would be okay so, with so Linderbaum would, at ten. If the New York Jets so took you a would pass, pass rusher at four, if the New York Jets mm-hmm. took a pass rusher at four and took Linderbaum at ten, I'd be fine. And the reason is is okay. because and I've also talked about going edge twice. And let me let me break it down because I already hear you saying, hey, mm-hmm. would you pass on Jermaine Johnson? If they did pass on Jermaine Johnson at 10, I would think that they would be looking to either take another edge in the second round, right, or later mm-hmm. because there's other edges. There's that uh, linebacker out of Michigan. There's talks about him sliding because of his injury. There's Boye Mafi mm-hmm. as well. There's talk about him possibly being in the second round. Also, the New York mm-hmm. Jets could also look to trade up 
and get back into the first and take Boye. There's a lot of talk mm-hmm. about that. So if the Jets did take it I again, that. I wouldn't necessarily be upset with it because there's still other options for it. If Joe Douglas values this guy at 10, and again, there's a lot of talk about him being a generational center. You add that kid to the to – the, we, have, we have one of the, if not the best offensive line in the league. Come on. You got Makai Beckton. You got, you know, uh, you got Makai Beckton. You got the guard that we just picked up, right, from, from the mm-hmm. Niners. You got him in the building. Mm-hmm. Then you'd have mm-hmm. uh, Tyler Lindenbaum. Then you'd have, you know, the, the, the guard we got from SC. That's phenomenal. And then you'd have George Bennett yeah, yeah. right tackle. That'd be unstoppable. And Zach sounds, Wilson would never get hurt. Good. He would never get hit. We'd have a 1,000 years to nope. throw the ball. We'd have a 1,000 holes open up so that Michael Carter can go off and run the ball effectively as well. I'm not against it. I'm not. Not after facts. what we saw last year. I wouldn't be against it. Facts, facts. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah but so, I, maybe maybe it's because I haven't been I haven't been up on Linderbaum like that. Or a lot of people mm-hmm. have been hyping him up, but there's only so much freaking film that you could look at a center blocking people. And it's like, mm-hmm. is he mauling people like like uh, what's the, Quinn Nelson? Is he mauling people like that, smacking people around like like uh, Ek or? Um, Becton, if he's like a mauler like that, then yeah. But he looks like, from what I've seen, he looks like a um, like a zone blocking uh, uh, center, yeah. which is cool because that's yeah, which yeah. is which is cool. That's what we run. But um, mm-hmm. I just think at ten, that's kind of like, I don't know, man. At ten, I'll I don't tell you know. what. But listen, if they value I'll him there, you if they value him there, and they take him, I wouldn't be against it. So my final question before I let you go, my friend, because we've had a lot of discussion. Give me your thoughts. Give me your final prediction for the New York Jets' two first-round picks. Who do you think they take at four and ten? Who is it? Uh, realistically, I would say that they are going to. I hope. I hope it's Kayvon Thibodeau, man. I want KT. Mm-hmm. Um, I take KT at four, um, and at ten, I think they go more. Um, cornerback i think they go cornerback or um or safety that's the only hole they're missing they they have that they have whitfield and they they sign joiner but they still have a missing uh safety piece so i think that they might have uh hamilton in there and i think they might draft Ham- hamilton so they'll have like a an edge wow. and a secondary yeah that's 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 what I, that's okay. what i think you know okay. I mean? Give so me your name. That, again. That's, that's just my name. Yes. Again, my that's friend. not what I want. Uh, Tyrone. Ty- listen, Tyrone, it has been phenomenal speaking with you. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, man. You brought the heat, man. You absolutely brought uh-huh. the heat, and you had a lot of great faith. Uh-huh. I want to thank you for calling in, Tyrone. You have yourself a good one, my friend. You too, man. Thanks. All right. Listen, Tyrone calling in with the heat. We got a lot of callers. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. We're taking all callers. We got a lot to talk about. You know what I'm saying? We got a lot to talk about. He said, Kayvon and safety. Man, that's a lot to discuss. So we're going to keep getting to these lines. Next, I'm going to my guy, Monty. Monty's on the line. D, Steve, Rusty, we'll get to you in a second. Monty salutes, my friend. All right, good to see what's you. In up? What's up? What's happening? What's happening, man? What's going there on? There is man? a lot. 
Hey, hey, that last caller, man, he had me like a roller coaster. I'd be like, oh, man, I agree with you. <laughs> then he'll just say something crazy, go down, and then he'll say something like, oh, man, I'm with you. And then it's like a roller coaster, man. I was every which way with that dude, man. Well, shout well, out listen, man, man, listen. You know what's yeah, up, Listen, man. Tyrone had his takes, man. He had his takes, you know what I'm saying? And I respect him. I hope to hear from him again. Now we're talking, man. We're talking draft. This is going to be the final show before the draft comes up. And one of the things I was talking mm-hmm. about earlier was the New York Jets linebacker position as well. Kwan Alexander mm-hmm. in the building today. Give me your thoughts about that situation and how you feel about the New York Jets' current uh, linebacker situation as well. Uh, the linebacker situation has always been a problem and issue with me because uh, they just can't – those dudes can't run, you know. In the NFL now, you got to have versatile linebackers who can run running backs, run with tight ends, run with, you know, uh, you know, receivers, all that. And they just don't – they really just don't have that, that versatility at that position to be able to, to thump when they need to thump, cover when they need to cover. And especially in the new NFL, that's what you need. And, the, I mean, and also we just don't have the depth to be able to, to really – do anything at the position, man. It's it's just always been an issue. I like C.J. Mosley a lot. Um, I know he's getting over. He's he's being paid a lot of money, but I think C.J. Mosley brings a lot to the table, um, especially leadership. You know, you there's no price that you can put on leadership, and you know, being in the winning organization and bringing that to to New York and wanting to be here and set the culture, and that's very very important. So, Quan Alexander, I was always a fan of Quan Alexander when he was with. Uh, he was with Tampa for a minute, and uh, then then you go to uh, he went to San Francisco, and then he went to uh, the Saints. I believe he was playing with the Saints last year. Mhm. Yeah, he did was. he play with the Saints last year? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I believe he did. Yeah. So he, but he he had his best he had his best years with Tampa. Uh, then he went to uh, San Francisco and kind of just fell off the map. So. I don't really know what that means for us. I mean, he's familiar with, uh, you know, Robert Sala's system. So, I mean, that's a positive. But as far as, you know, him playing at a high level, I really don't expect it too much. Okay, yeah. So when you look at this, so when you look at our situation currently, uh, Monty, there's just there's just a lot going on with the New York Jets at this point. So when you oh, look yeah. at us right yeah. now, then when you look at us right now, there's a lot of Jets fans out there saying that they want to take Ikeem Aquanu at four. They're still talking about this constantly. What are your thoughts about that, and would you be upset if the Jets did that? Uh, no, I wouldn't because you can never, you can never have too many linemen. You know, it's nothing. Mm. You can never have too many linemen. And uh, what I pay attention to, Joe, I pay attention to what our division's doing. So we have we're in a division where you know you have three top defensive you know teams. Miami's a top defensive team, the Patriots are a top defensive team, and the Bills are a dominant you know dom- dominant defensive team. So you really have to you know some, find some way to neutralize it, and you're also dealing with um, uh, Makai Becton being injured a lot. You know that's our ace. You know you, you can't rely on Makai Becton. You got to find somebody else who you can who can anchor the offensive line, and uh, I, I you know I wouldn't be you know at four I, I I would take the best lineman at four if if, if uh, somebody was to slip I wouldn't have a problem with it you know but well, here, here's uh, if I have my, here's my question what's up here's my question Omanti because I want to play devil's advocate on this I hear what's what you're up? saying. 
But when you talk about when you talk about taking him at four, right? We we got Makai mm-hmm. Becton who's coming back, right? When he's when yeah. he's healthy, the top lineman in this league easily, right? Mm-hmm. Then you got George Fant who's going to be on the other side as well at tackle. We went and got Lakeland Tomlinson as well at guard. Our guard position is shored up. So why are we drafting Supposedly. depth at four when there's so many other needs on this football team, particularly edge? Why would I take because a tackle not, at four and not have an edge? Because you don't, you don't, you're not great at any one position, yo. You know, like just just because we went and, and went in free agency and we, you know, drafted a you know supposedly good lineman. That doesn't mean that that solidifies the position because you haven't seen these guys play yet. You haven't seen them jail yet. So when you're having top-notch competition at that one position, it makes your team better. You know, like I, it's nothing I always think is a good thing when you add more talent, when you have and you just get another player to become an A. That makes you that makes you elite. It's the same it's the same way I look at uh, with um with the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, they had. Uh, Tyler Boyd, and they had the uh, the one guy out of Clemson as well. But, you know, you have a phenomenal athlete and Jamar Chase sitting right there. That takes you from an average football team to a great football team because it just – you're breeding competition and you're making – you're having other people step up their game. And you can never – Joe, I've never heard anybody saying like, oh, yeah, we have too many offensive linemen. I've never heard that at all. Like, have you? Yeah, but – no, no, I haven't, but we also haven't had anybody say we have too many pass rushers either. So my question is, why are we taking uh, – and, again, Akeem's a phenomenal player, but what mm-hmm. exactly are we going to do? We can't play all three of them at the same time. We can't do that, right? And when you look at the other mm-hmm. needs on this football team, why would we take him when we don't really have an answer at edge? Again, Carl Lawson's coming back, but he's coming back off that turn Achilles. I'm wondering – again, I'm playing devil's advocate – you know, why are we not worried more about taking edge than taking a tackle? Especially, again, when we got guys coming back that are going to be filling those positions. I understand the competition talk, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. there's next to no competition at edge. So okay. what are we doing with that? Okay. And why take so, that at so who's so your, high? Who's your big investment on the team? Jack Wilson, right? My big investment. Yes, yes, he is. Yes, big, he's the biggest your, your investment. Your biggest investment, your biggest yes. investment, in, investment in, in, on this team is Zach Wilson. And you want to find out in year two and year three if Zach Wilson is the guy. So what you want to do is you want to surround him with much talent as possible. You have a defensive head coach. Uh, a, a, a defensive head coach should be able to, you know, whip whip up anything you know, uh, with, with the defensive players on the team. You know, like I trust he's a defensive head coach. So I expect him to be able to work magic with what he has. You know, that's what you bring him in here, <laughs> in here for. So you basically want to make sure so. Zach Wilson – well, it's the most – Joe, the quarterback position is the most important position in the league. You know, like I understand yeah. pass rush and everything like that, but we're in the high-scoring league. You got to keep up. You know, you're gonna find a defensive stop somewhere. You know, it's a, it's the NFL. That's what you know players do. They, you know, players get paid, so they'll be able to they'll be able to make a, a stop when it matters. So, but you have to make sure that you have you have adequate receivers, game-breaking receivers, game-breaking running backs, and you want to make sure that you're protecting Zach Wilson. He's not a big dude, Joe. He got hurt last year. You know, yeah. he was running for his life. So, 
like I said, you can never have too many offensive linemen, and you want to make sure you have the best, the best five guys out there protecting Zach Wilson and make sure he's thriving. Because once built, once you're going against the Patriots, they're going to send the house at him. Once you're going against the Bills, they, they these are all these are all good defensive teams, and and, yeah. and Zach Wilson has to produce. I don't want to see him yeah. running for his life. So if it means, you know, is it ideal for me to 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 draft a lineman at four? I'm gonna be honest with you. No, I would rather not. There's a there's a lot of needs on this team, you know. But um, I, me personally, I would rather, you know, I I would rather, you know, the the big applesauce, you know, and Sauce Gardner, you know, I would want to do mm-hmm. that at four because he's a he's a phenomenal talent. And you know yeah. you got to look at the look at your division. You got Tyreek Hill. You got uh you're gonna have to to uh, check um, Jalen Waddle. You know Stephon Diggs. You know the Jets. You know you you got to get somebody who can cover. No, I don't know. I don't know yeah, if I would I, go with pass rush. Of course I want pass rush. You know I feel like it's important, but I don't think the guys that I'm that I'm seeing now are are are, are the guys unless unless Aiden Hutchinson drops down the four. That's the only player. That's the only pass rusher that I want at four, and I and I I don't think he's gonna wow. fall too far. Okay, look, and, the I, only and I, I there's a lot there's a lot of people talking about that. There's a lot of people saying that you know we got these guys in our division from Diggs to Tyreek Hill is here now, so the New York Jets need to look at mm-hmm. corner. I don't think our cornerback situation is as bad as everybody else thinks it is. I don't. You know, I, I feel, honestly, our secondary performed a lot better than a lot of people thought they would. I think the biggest issue with the New York Jets has been pass rush. And I think that that also helps as well when we talk about Tyreek Hill and, and Jalen Waddle and Diggs being in our division now. Because guess what? If your quarterback has two seconds to throw the football or less than two seconds to throw the football, those decisions are going to lead to turnovers. Those decisions are going to also help our cornerbacks because they're not going to have to cover as long. So I think a lot of people are not thinking about that. And my question for you is, because you brought up soft, what are you you doing? Okay, I hear you, Monty, but what are you doing at corner? Like, where is soft going? Is he automatically your number one? Are you booting Bryce Hall out of his spot? Is it it soft and DJ Reed? What's going on? Soft is a special special Mm -hmm. talent. So – if you're if, if 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 you're debating between Sauce Gardner and Thibodeau, I'm going Sauce. He has the intangibles. The dude is a hard worker. He wants it. You know, I don't think Thibodeau. I think Thibodeau kind of gets away with you know because people like him because he's athletic. You know, but I don't think he's refined as a as a pass rusher. Me personally, I don't think he even has like a motor in which I would want in a defensive lineman. Like he's just wow. like, he's kind of he's kind of just a uh, he's an athletic defensive lineman, and I'm not really into those Jadavian Clowney's type like defensive linemen. I more so like the Aiden Hutchinsons, the the Nick Bosa's, the you know the technique, the 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 technical guys who have the a high motor. I like those guys. You know, if <clears throat> you know, I I, I don't know. Me personally, we had this discussion before. I just don't like I don't like linemen out of the Pac-10. That's just me. I just I, it's just not enough defensive talent over there. Like I don't. If you're looking at the league, I don't I, I don't know if it's just the defensive coaches. I just don't <laughs> see much talent defensive talent coming from that. I mean, am I wrong? 
Like who who are the top defensive linemen out out of out of the Pac-10? Name them. They, they don't Listen, exist. They, I, they're normally from the Big Ten or they're from the SEC. <laughs> Monty, and we've had this discussion again. And you got people who get getting after you. You know what I'm saying? That, hey, that's hey, in man, that prove, hey, prove to me you, Monty, wrong, man. Prove me wrong right, with Monty. it then. Because I, I don't, you know, I don't want my cornerbacks from the Pac-10. I don't want my defensive linemen from the Pac-10. I'll take my offensive line from the Pac-10, maybe my quarterbacks and, you know, a, a couple of receivers, maybe running backs. But any defense, defensive linemen, linebacker, nah, I'm I'm good. I'll stay in the Big Ten and, and the uh, SEC for those. All right, listen. Everybody. Here we go. Monty, you know what I'm saying? Monty said that, not me, all right? So when we, we continue to talk about this draft and going into it, there's a lot of talk about A.J. Brown, you know, about him possibly being moved. He's made a lot of tweets recently that seem like his relationship with the Tennessee Titans is not in the best space. There's also a lot of talk about Debo yeah. Samuels and his relationship with the Niners not being in the best space as well. You're a Jets mm-hmm. fan. I'm a Jets fan. We both bleed green, all right? Yeah. If you right, have to right. pick between either one of them, right, you got to pick between one of them, Debo, A.J. Brown, both of the teams come up to you. They say, hey, give us the 10th pick. We can make the move. What receiver are you picking, and are you getting it, getting the uh, trade done for the 10th pick in the first round? No. It's no. <laughs> I'm not. Nope. I like, you know, both guys are both guys are nice, but they came up in those systems. They, so Debo, you know, came up in that 49er, 49er system. Brown came up in that Titan system. You know, like that's what they know. I don't know how they would fare here. Granted, I don't know how a receiver that we draft would fare here, but I'm I'm I want I want to be able to groom a receiver into what I want them to be. And a receiver who is coming into the league is gonna be green and they're looking for knowledge. And and also I don't have to spin the bag for them. You know they're they're good they're good they're good guys. You know I like AJ Brown. I like Debo Sammy. He's done a lot for the Forty ers But man, I, I I'm I'm just tired of trading for guys, man. Like we're not we're not there yet. We're not there to yet to be trading for guys and and uh, we 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 have to get it from the mud, man. We got to start building these dudes from the ground up, man. I want some dogs, man. You know I want mm. I want a player I want a player uh you know that that other teams want to trade first round picks for it. I'm tired of just going in and trying to draft other other players from other teams. Oh, let's let's build our own. We use those picks. We 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 earn those picks for a reason. You know, yeah. we earn those picks. So yeah. let's let's use them. You know, let's trust our scouts. Let's make the best decision for our team, and let's 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 start building some guys that we can that we can grow and 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 you know be proud of. You know, I I, yeah. I like I like those players. I like AJ Brown. Like them guys, but man, let's just go in and 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 attack our knees in the draft and build it build it that way. That's what Joe Joe Douglas has been doing. You know, you know how I feel about Joe Douglas, but he's a patient man. And let's just go out, draft some guys, build the culture, and you know, start winning some some football games. Okay, okay. So now that's when you what, look at that's the situation the that he wanted. Let's let's go get it. I hear you. Now my final question for you, uh, Monty, because you had some takes. What player in this draft do you want to see the New York Jets steer clear of? Uh, I already told you, Thibodeau. I don't want no. I don't want okay. no parts of him. Wow. Yeah, I don't. Okay. I don't want okay. no. I don't want no parts of him. 
I don't want any I don't want any of those defensive linemen, man. There's just there's guys. If it's not Hutchinson, I don't want him in the top ten. I just don't. Wow, not even Jermaine Johnson, nothing. Okay. Wow. No, okay. I don't I don't right. I, I don't I think they're I think they're just they're just guys. They're just guys. They're not game breakers. You know, top ten, I want somebody who's gonna be a game breaker, a anchor, a generational talent. You know, we did that same thing with Quentin Williams, man. We, we, you know, we took the best defense alignment who was out there, and look what that got us. You know, he he's good. He's he showed us some things, but he's not living up to the the, the third overall pick. And when you draft in that high, you got to make sure that the guy that you that you draft is making impact. Like the defensive, the the offensive coordinators have to worry about this guy, and we haven't we haven't gotten that. So I want to make sure. Whoever we get, they're going to be a nightmare for the other team. And I just don't think that um, a, a defensive lineman out of Oregon is going to do that. You know, uh, uh, Jermaine Johnson is going to be able to do that. He couldn't even start at Georgia. I granted that was a lot of talent there, but I'm just, wow. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. You know, I want, Ooh, I want, bossy. I want a guy, I want a guy who, who hasn't given up no touchdowns. You know, no touchdowns in wow. his whole career. Who had who brings okay. that attitude, who brings that sauce. That's what I want. You know, brings brings right. that swagger. You know, who got All it right. from the mud. All right. That's Listen. what I like. All right. Well so, before I let you go, give me your give me your draft predictions for the New York Jets at number four and number ten. Who do you think the Jets are taking? Give me your predictions. The Whoa. Jets are taking Sauce Gardner at four, and Garrett Wilson at ten. Game breakers, mm. and that's gonna turn okay. it, that's gonna turn the culture around. Let's go, Jets, 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 and that's gonna it's gonna turn this this. Hey baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's gonna take us to the next level. That's gonna take us All to the right. next level, and we're gonna trade back into the first round, and we're gonna get the we're gonna get the center out of Iowa. Let's go! All right, listen, Monty, I want to thank Playoff you for calling team, in. Baby. You your, <laughs> you have yourself a good night, man. Woo! Right, listen, Monty calling in. Uh, there's a he said he don't want none of those guys. Wow. Takes are flying, man. Now you got people, all of a sudden, they don't want to have nothing to do with Kayvon Thibodeau. Monty don't want to have nothing to do with Jermaine Johnson. You got people saying that they think that Connor McGovern's a top 10 center in this league. Good Lord. Tyler Lindenbaum sucks. <laughs> I, just, I don't know what's happening, man. This place is out of control, man. It's out of control. I don't know what's going on listen please give the stream a thumbs up and wherever you're watching me from please hit that thumbs up button also share the stream with your friends and family if you'd like to give to the stream please give to the stream uh super chats there cash app is at the bottom of the screen anything you give to the stream is greatly appreciated anything you get to the platform is greatly appreciated whoa takes are flying we're going to continue with these calls again 515-602-9639 515 515- Six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy D. Steve, Rusty, Mike will come to you in a second. Salute to you, D. And listen, D is from the Bronx. I don't know if y'all know that. That boy's from the Bronx. You know what I'm saying? I got you know, got some friends out there. They you know those Bronx are some thorough dudes. You know what I'm saying? So salute to you, D. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. We've had quite a show. There's takes of flying everywhere, right? 
So when you look at this draft coming up, G, for you, at four, would you take Ikeem Aquanu? Would you do that? What's good, Joe? What's going on, man? Um, No, I'm not taking him. I don't, I don't know why all of a sudden he's better than Evan Neal if Evan Neal was sitting there. Mm. I'm like, he's talk Evan Neal. Evan, huh? I said talk Evan about this. I remember. Evan Neal was proven he could play left tackle, right tackle, and guard, and actually dominate. He gave up one sack in three years. He's a dominant offensive lineman. Akeem, he can. I, I love his run blocking. His pass blocking ain't that all that great. So I mean, to me, he's one dimensional. I don't know. I I wouldn't draft him at three. I, I, at four. I'm sorry. At four. Okay. So what are your thoughts about people saying that they want Sauce at four? Is cornerback that much of a need in your mind that we need to take Sauce there? I mean, honestly, it I, it depends on how the draft falls. If Thibodeau was there, personally, I'm going to take Thibodeau. If he's not there, it's a chance. I might actually, I would go with Sauce. I would go with Sauce over Akeem. I, I would. Okay. I would. Okay. I would go with now, Sauce over now you're, now, now you're talking about Kayvon Thibodeau. What are your thoughts on a lot of fans? All just, Clearly, there's just a massive exit on Kayvon Thibodeau. A lot of fans are just, they're not sold on him all of a sudden. They're not interested in him. What are your thoughts about that, how everybody is just absolutely turning their back on Kayvon? And there's even some fans and also analysts as well talking about how Jermaine Johnson is a guy that the New York Jets should take over Kayvon Thibodeau at four if they're both available. I don't know. I mean, why Jermaine Johnson, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, feel, I guess I'm starting to feel like everybody else. I don't think he's – I think he's okay. I think mm-hmm. he's okay. I, I heard the guy that before you said he couldn't start at Georgia, but Georgia's the D line was good. But I mean, mm-hmm. he showed up to the to, he showed up to the uh, to the All Star game. He went against bum offensive linemen, and then he didn't play in the game. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't understand that one, but I'm I'm going with I'm going. I like Thibodeau. I like Thibodeau, and I think Thibodeau is going to be good. It's only crazy Jets fans. That the same poly Jet fans that pick uh, uh, Kyle Brady over uh, Warren Sapp that's saying he ain't gonna be good. Cause I don't know what this, <laughs> I don't know what they're watching, but I like his get off. It's nothing I, it's nothing I don't like when I watch Kayvon Thibodeau play. It's nothing. Oh man, so, so let's say the New York Jets take Edge right early. So they take Kayvon Thibodeau. What position do you think they need to address with the number ten, uh, number ten spot in the draft? Are you thinking wide receiver is where they go? I'm going wide receiver. Honestly, if if Garrett Wilson is not there, uh-huh. I'm going with Williams. I'm going with Williams, and then I'll double dip sometime down the line at wide receiver. Only if if Garrett Wilson is not there, but receiver should be the pick. I would I would like okay. the receiver to be the pick. So here's my question about that, D, because you're talking about Jamison Williams if he's there at 10. Kid from Alabama, he's phenomenal. But he tore his ACL, dude, and a lot of his game is predicated on speed. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. If he's not going to be available to November, how, how are you so, like, how are you so sure taking him with the 10th pick that he's going to be able to come in and have an impact? He's coming off an ACL injury. 
right? We don't know exactly what he's going to come back as. Why not take another wide receiver? Why chance it with him? Uh, it's tough, man. I like I like a lot of these wide receivers. I don't like your boy. I can't say I don't like your boy from USC, but it, what's the difference <laughs> between taking him? What's the difference between taking Williams and him? He's still injured. <laughs> he hasn't done anything. No, no. He pushed his pro day back. You know, mm-hmm. he pushed well, his no, pro day he, back. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh huh. He did, but he was out there. He 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 did push the pro day back, but he's out there, and we saw him out there running routes. And he was jumping and doing his thing. He didn't run his forty. I know people are going to say that, but he was out there and he looked good. He looked smooth. He was getting up, moving. That ankle injury is clearly it's 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 ready it's cleared, ready to go. And it was just an ankle injury. So why, this guy tore his ACL. You don't know what condition he's coming back in. You know what? You're right, but I'm telling you. I mean, these guys are tearing up these ACLs, and they coming back. Coming back stronger than ever, to be honest. And, I, I mean, mm. I, I think I could see we got an extra game this year, the 17 games. Hey, if he misses uh, the first month of the season, honestly, he's just missing three games. He's just missing three games. And I, I could deal with that. I think we need that type of receiver. We haven't had that type of receiver in a long time. A long time mm. that you need safety help over there to help him out. And I don't see nobody yeah. else getting that. So I don't see nobody else New York that. Jets possibly. What are your thoughts about the New York Jets possibly taking that 10th pick and trading it for A.J. Brown or Debo Samuel? There's a lot of talk about surrounding those guys right now. Would you be open to any one of those guys? I mean, I would be, but, now, I mean, honestly, these guys are being greedy now. They see what the market went with these retards in Jacksonville paying third-string <laughs> receivers. So now everybody's everybody set the standard up. I need twenty five million dollars a season. That's a if fact. If they want twenty five million dollars a season, I'd rather draft and groom my own receivers. So that's that's ridiculous. Mm. That's ridiculous. Okay. Everybody okay. wants twenty. You know. Yeah. Listen, I hear you. So, my final question for you, my friend, give me your picks for the New York Jets. Right, take give me your predictions for their picks at four and ten. Give me concrete. Who are the guys you think the New York Jets take it for at the end? If Thibodeau makes it, I say Thibodeau and I say Garrett Wilson. That's Thibodeau those, those are my Garrett Wilson. Okay. I respect huh? that, D. I respect that. Respect that. Listen, D, I got to get back to these lines, man. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, my friend. All right, man. Go Jets. All right. Listen, D calling in. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. Next, I'm going to my guy, Rusty. Steve, Mike will come to you next. Rusty salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. There has been some takes, Rusty. There's been some takes, man. Give me your thoughts on the mass exodus. <laughs> From a lot of people on pass rusher at four, there's a lot of people now talking about taking Akeem Aquanu at four. What are your thoughts about that, man? What's up, Joe? What's up, Savages? What's Salute. going on, man? Salute, <laughs> man. Uh, yeah, no, that's a no-go for me. That's a no-fly zone. I don't I don't want an offensive lineman in the first. Uh, I don't mm. want a receiver in the first. I don't want a cornerback in the first. I want nothing but... Edge linebacker. 
And okay. I really hope we trade four and uh, hopefully try and get three in the first, you know, go edge, linebacker, edge. My dream scenario would be uh, hopefully, you know, to get somebody for quarterback play and then work from there. And then at 10, get somebody like Carl Loftus or have somebody fall, whoever JD and them are thinking, and then go for Dean and then get Boye Mafe. And okay. just just ensure things. And uh, then with 35, get Leo. And with those plethora of picks for hopefully a, a bounty of quarterback, Uku, you know, it's it's all for the taking from there. And it is plentiful. So I, I don't yeah. know. That's why no, I no. really, really don't like going. Oh, all right, my bad. Go ahead, Joe. I'm sorry. No, no. Listen, listen and I hear you, and I, I hear what you're talking <laughs> about. That's why you, you know, you're not interested in going, going that there. And you, you kind of laid out a little bit of a scenario there. And so when I'm yeah. looking, because you talked about linebacker situation, and you talked about Nakobe Dean. This is something I spoke about as well. The New York Jets linebacker situation, seeing them take a take a, a linebacker possibly in the first. That, that that's an option that could be there. What is so special about Nakobe Dean in your mind that says, hey, he pops to you and you look at him and you say, hey, this guy needs to be a New York Jet? Honestly, number one is his brain. I swear to God, it's his football IQ. And he's the one who's telling everybody on Georgia what's going on at that split second. He's reading the line. He's talking to Jordan Davis. He's talking to Walker. He's talking to everybody. That guy is the brain, if you will, of that defense. And he craves it, sideline to sideline. Now, mind you, he's 225 around there. But he's also could be, in a way, like those safety hybrid linebackers that we always like, and he fits the bill. He could, he's mm-hmm. sort of like a Mosley. Didn't Mosley get around that weight? But it wasn't natural to him, so that's the reason why he was, you know, sort of couldn't lay the boom this year. But that's why mm-hmm. hopefully we get Michelle, Michelle uh, Leo, Chanel for the other mm-hmm. side. You know, for that type of factor, you know, because I see him as like sort of like an edge linebacker hybrid. So if you have those two stages right there at the field, you're, you know, and then have somebody coming off the edge, whether it's Carl Loftus or, you know, somebody that falls. And then you, you have Boye Mafe on the other side and then with Lawson. You're yeah. you're in big trouble, <laughs> and all and those dudes can't you know they have enough to knock you back. They have enough to run with a tight end, jam a tight end, do the same thing with wide receivers, no problem. And then you have to go and deal with our secondary, who was surprisingly the rose of our season. I thought it was going to be our mm. Achilles heel, you know, nothing against yeah. you know, and that was yeah. literally no pun intended. But it, I, yeah. I I was completely thrown off by that, and I'm I'm yeah. it's it's only benefiting us this year, going into the draft. Yeah. And what what are your thoughts about a lot of people talking about that? Because you you talked about our secondary improving, or our secondary really knocking you off your your, your feet. You know, with surprise how much how great they played. You know, due to the fact that everybody thought they were going to get roasted. What are your thoughts about a lot of people kind of bashing Bryce Hall right now? A lot of people saying that next year it's looking like, you know, DJ Reed and Eccles should be the starters. How are you feeling about that, man? I think they're just, you know, not, not you know, nothing against our fans and our savage family, but, you know, sort of it thinks that, you know, it's just so much media everywhere, no matter where you can't escape it, on a phone, on a radio, it's TV, just everywhere it is. And you have that constant things of everybody hyping up Sauce, everybody hyping up Thibodeau, everybody hyping up everybody to where, you know, during the regular season, we're screaming at regular things to where we would 
you know, if we took ourselves back, you know, to week 10, week eight during the regular season and could see the draft now, we'd be killing that to think, jumping at the bit to be like, oh, my God, I wish somebody trades for a quarterback and we can just go spread our wings and get future draft picks for next year, 2024, and abundance in this year's draft. It's, you know, you got to take advantage of people's greed, and we're in a perfect spot. And we can still get center in the third. You know, with Donovan West, that guy's an animal. And he can play any spot, too, and he showed it. And he's got awards to prove it in college. He was no slouch or pushover. He's a mean, mean dude. It's great. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, so also, I, when, you get, when you get back to this draft and you start to look at the situation here with the NFL draft, is there a player that you want to see the New York Jets steer clear of? Yeah, there's a couple. But, I, I mean, Stingley, I want nothing to do with Stingley. I, absolutely. Mm-hmm. If he was a UDFA, you know, I'd be like, okay, cool. But I don't want anything to do with him. He scares me. Wow. With his foot, okay. everything. I don't know. You know, it's just. Uh, it's it's got D. Millen here written all over him in a way, you know. Hamilton sort of similar, you know, with just injuries and I I don't think we need we don't have to reach for safety or cornerback that high at all, you know. We can get the Nick Crosses, we can get the Kirby's, we can, you know, and then for cornerbacks we can get the Kyler Gordons, we can get the Tyreek Woolens, and those guys are insane. Those are ball hawks that thrive in our style of defense. So you yeah, know, it, it's. Once you look beyond and outside the box that, you know, we're sort of caged in, you know, it's it, it's a field of dreams, and it's awesome. It's for the picking and taking. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah so I think I trust our scouts, Rusty. and J.D. loves trading. Yeah, he does. And so my final question for you, Rusty, give me your official prediction for the New York Jets first round. Who do you think they take it for? Who do you think they take it to if there's no trade outs, if it's just legit four and ten like that, very yep. no trade outs, just high. four and ten. Yep. Um, I mean, for me, I would have to do the best edge that they think they would have to get. If it wasn't Hutchinson, uh, I would. I I feel the Greek freak, and then at ten, I would go Nicobe Dean. Nicobe Dean's my number oh. one in the draft because I don't think wow. we'll get Hutch no matter what. But my guy, yeah, no, no okay. Kobe Dean okay. no matter what. To me. All right. I Listen, mean, Rusty, you have some takes, man. Some takes. Listen, Rusty, I want to thank you for calling in, man. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? We'll be doing one draft night. Absolutely, most stuff. Take care, Joe, and take care, Savages. All right, you have a good one. Listen, Rusty calling in. He has some takes as well. He likes N'Kobe Dean. I talked about that kid, too. I don't know if the Jets take a linebacker in the first round. I know he's been a big advocate of that big advocate in the Kobe Dean, but let me tell you something. You know, there's some takes to be had out there, and they're letting them go. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Man, we're talking draft tonight. We're talking about it. You know what I'm saying? So next I'm going to go to my guy, Steve. Steve is on the line. Mike, will get to you next. Steve, salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, Steve. Steve, this Jets linebacker situation, it's in, you know, there's some improvements that could be made. We brought in K1 Alexander today. Give me your thoughts about that, man. Yeah, hey, Joe. First off, it's great. Thank you for having me on your show tonight. Yeah. No, I think Quan Alexander would be a nice addition to, to the defense for the Jets because the thing is, is that Quan Alexander knows Robert Sala's system. 
And to get a veteran player that knows Robert Sala's system would definitely be a really, really, really big help for the team. I mean, listen, we don't know if he's going to sign with the team. All he did was come in for a visit, but nothing hasn't popped up yet about a contract situation. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. Like you said as well, he's very familiar with Sala's scheme, very familiar with what Sala's going to do. And I remember he was a guy that we chased before, you know, and we weren't able to get him and grab him. But, you know, he's he's visiting. So hopefully the New York Jets are able to sign him. It'll really help out, especially when you look at our situation. You know, Mosley getting up in age. It's costing a whole lot of money. You got Sherwood, Hamza Nesrodine. They're kind of in flux. Quincy Williams is a guy that I think has played well. But we've seen Gerard Davis move on. We've seen other guys move on. Kwan coming in, having that familiarity with the system, being able to come in and do a thing I think would be huge for us now. You look at this jet, this draft that's coming up, Steve, and there are takes that are flying, man, flying. Give me your thoughts about Sauce Garner at four. Is he a guy that you want to see the New York Jets take it for? As much of a talent Sauce Gardner is, and one of my little brother's friends who told me about Sauce Gardner thinks that he's a phenomenal talent. And basically, I mean, listen, he has, he is the number one corner in this draft. And and I and don't get me wrong, I think Sauce Gardner is a phenomenal talent. However, though, we do not take Sauce Gardner at number four. You have to get a pass rusher at number four. You know, the thing is, that's why I love Tavon Thibodeau from Oregon. I mean, I spoke about Aiden Hutchinson all the time, but unfortunately, Hutchinson is going to be gone way before the Jets pick. He's either going to go either number one or number two on draft night. Um, You know, even Jeremiah Johnson, I wouldn't mind taking at number four either. But the thing is, or even the guy Walker at number four. You mean Jermaine Johnson? Yes, Jermaine that people you are saying that's a very nice pass rusher. Joe, mm-hmm. Joe, you got it. We need yeah. a pass rusher. The last few years of this team, there's been no pass rush. One of the reasons why why our defense is on the field most of the time during football games last year is because we cannot we cannot rush the quarterback. That is the biggest. Mm. That is why I think what the Jets need to do at number four is get a pass rusher. Now, the mm. thing is, though, with the pass rusher is it helps, it helps the defense, you know. It helps us, like, get a chance to get to the quarterback much faster. Like, if you looked at what yeah. Salah did with San Francisco when he was there during his four-year times there, the year when they went to the Super Bowl, the reason why they won football games, because they sacked the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're talking facts. You're talking facts. Pass rush in this league is extremely important, and we have been hurting for quite some time. We absolutely have, Steve. And I hear your take there. Now, I know you're talking about pass rush and the importance of it, and that's extremely important, like you said. But when do the New York Jets take a wide receiver, Steve? Would you be okay with the Jets taking Drake London at 10? No, I would be okay with them taking a receiver at number 10. I wouldn't mind getting um, a toy for Zach Wilson at number 10 because the thing is, I mean, listen, obviously now things are, are going out. I mean, Joe, I don't know if you, if you heard about this because this happened while your show was going on, but now Debo Samuel is requesting a trade. Now, okay. I don't know if let's just decide, you know, if we, if we still have a chance to go out there and get a receiver before – the draft begins, you know, like right before the draft or even during the draft, because obviously there's yeah. rumors going around 
around there as well. But, you know, the thing is, Joe, if let's say if the Jets do pick at number 10 overall, I wouldn't mind the Jets getting Drake London or any of the receivers. The only receiver I wouldn't want the Jets to go after is the guy, William, from Alabama. Nothing against him. I think he's a phenomenal talent. But as you said, Joe, he is coming off of a torn ACL and possibly wouldn't be ready until November. So, but if let's say if the Jets decide, you know what, we can go ahead and maybe get receiver in, in round two with picks 35 and 38, you know, that's why there's another player I would love to see the Jets get. And if he is available, if he is available at number 10, I get the center from Iowa, Lyndon, Lyndon Blount. Because mm. let me tell you, wow. okay. we, need, we, haven't had, we haven't had a phenomenal center since Nick Mangold. Yeah, you know, it's crazy because I, I talked about that earlier. I talked about taking, you know, I wouldn't be against if they decided to take Linderbaum at 10, I wouldn't necessarily be against it. And I don't know what's been going on, but, again, the draft coming up, there's just a lot of takes flying. There's a lot of people saying that he's going to slide. And I don't know if that if that's true, but there's a lot of people all of a sudden now saying, ah, they're not so sure. When I remember there was a ton of people, a ton of scouts saying that he was generational, that he's a guy that can come in and change. And I'm I've continued consistently heard that from certain scouts and there's a lot of people that think he's vastly overrated with their respect uh their you know i respect their opinion but let me tell you something you get a talent like that on your offensive line that shores it up and that's one of the things that uh you know you're talking about right now steve you look at the situation with zach wilson you add linderbaum to that you know we got Makai at left you got uh, you know, Lakeland Thomason at your guard at left guard. Then you got, you know, the, the, the center there right there, you know, the guy we just drafted, you bring him in, you got him in the mix, you got the USC guard at right guard, then we got a fan at right tackle. This offensive line would be unstoppable. Not only would they be able to properly protect Zach Wilson, but they would also be able to help us run the football. We can't run the football. I don't think a lot of people know that. We're going to run first offense, and we cannot run the football effectively. That would ease up the load on Zach Wilson and allow him to really be able to work with us now having the threat of running the football. Right, Steve? Yeah, no. The thing is, uh, by the way, you, you can text me or call me the next time when Greg Van Roten gets cut for this team. I, I want him gone. That, like, that's the first time I got to line. I had to get that out of my mouth. So, no, the thing is, it's important. And, and listen, Lincoln Tomlinson was a great pickup, great pickup yeah. by, by the Jets. That was the first free agent move that Douglas made this year, was getting Tomlinson from San Fran. And he is a three-time Pro Bowler offensive lineman. And the thing is, we, we need that kind of a talent. But the thing is, though, like, going back to getting Lyndon Blomet at 10, getting back to him at 10, he's a, I watched his highlights, Joe. He is phenomenal. And if he is there at number 10, and if, let's say if the Jets decide to not go receiver at number 10, he would be a player I wouldn't mind, mind picking at number 10. But we got to wait okay. to see what happens on draft night. Yeah, yeah, we do. So, Listen, Steve, my, my next question for you is how confident are you in Joe Douglas going into this draft? How, how hyped are you to have him here as a general manager? How, how hyped are you to have him go in there and make the picks for the New York Jets, knowing that he's a guy that understands scouting and how to get things done in this league? You, you know, listen, whatever what Joe Douglas does in this, in this – because this is a big year for Joe Douglas. And no matter what happens, I do trust on what he does because – Joe Douglas knows how to look at players, and he knows, like, 
like what we need for, for the draft and what he needs for free agency. Because remember, the last year, the last years in the past, when we always used to have, uh, what was their name? When we had Mike McCagden and John Isaac, Mike those McCagden. two did not a draft. And they would always oh, get, like, the best player available. Even if we already had players at that position, they would always draft oh. the best player available. Listen, it's not about drafting the best player available. It's about drafting yep. of what you need for your football team. Football team. Exactly. And, and the thing is, is that I am praying that at number four we get the edge rusher, and then it really, really depends on what we do at number 10. But anyway, Joe, I'm yeah. going to give you my final prediction because this, this is your last show before the draft. Go ahead. So with Go ahead, man. Fourth pick, oh wait, okay. With the fourth pick of the 2022 NFL Draft, the New York Jets will proudly select from, from Oregon defensive end Kayvon Thibodeau. And at the number 10, oh. with 10th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the New York Jets will proudly select from the University of Southern California wide receiver Drake London. Oh, Steve. I like the way you're thinking, Steve. I like the way you're thinking. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. I like the way you're thinking. Listen, Steve, I want to thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good night, my friend. Good night, Joe. Go Jets. All right. Listen, Steve called in talking that talk. He says Kayvon at four and uh, old Drake London at 10. We'll see if that comes true. And like Steve said, and I, and I used to say this a long time ago, all right, look, you don't draft best player available when you're a team that's trying to build. You draft best player available that fits your needs. John Isaac McCagnan. Awesome. <laughs> They were awful, man. Give them another one. They were they were awful. They were completely awful. It's awful. Goodness gracious. But you know who's not awful? Monty. Monty with the big, 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 big donation. I said Monty. Chan Gully with the big, 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 big donation. Monty says, Big Applesauce, Gardner, and Garrett Wilson from the Ohio State Buckeyes. You know, he's got to call in and continue to rep his guys. You know, salutes to Monty again with the big, 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 big. big, big, big. I want to thank him for giving to the platform. I also want to thank Pappy1994 as well for giving to the platform. Greatly appreciate y'all. You know, Monty talking that talk. There's a lot of. A lot to be said. We'll continue with these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next, we're going to a man that I know is going to bring the fire. I'm talking big-time fire. Mike from Bayshore. Salutes to you, Mike. How are you feeling tonight? Big show. Lots of pepper stuff. We've seen the largest one. Let me tell oh. you something, bro. Let me oh. tell you something, bro. Mm-hmm. Oh. Are we good, bro? Are we good? We're listening. I said, Mike, we're listening. I need you to talk. 
We're listening, Mike. We're yeah! listening. Yeah! Tell me, give me your thoughts. We're going, if not defensive end, number four. We're going defensive end. If we're not going Chippendale, we're going Jermaine Johnson. If, mm. if, if you're going to face the folk on Jermaine Johnson, see me at SP42. See me at SP42. And then number 10, Drake, Drake London, bro. Let me tell you, bro. Live is better, Stavis, the live is what? I'm the vanilla stallion. Not for one Talk reason, but two reasons. Bring the Bronx. Bring the five girls. Knock it down. Love or die. Love or die. Let's go. Let's go. Mike from Bayshore bringing a fire. You heard him. He wants Kayvon at four, Drake London at ten. He told you that. He's the livest one. He keep having to tell y'all that every time. Every time. And as we know, Mike is a Love the fire that he brings to this program. Salutes to you, Mike. I want to thank you for calling in. Called in with some takes. Coming towards the end of the show now, he got me riled up. Got me riled up. The Jets draft also has me riled up. Again, we're going to be having a live show on YouTube. All right? We're going to be covering the New York Jets draft. We're going to watch the first round of the draft together. Going to be having a lot of discussion during that. If time permits, we're also going to have a live radio show directly after that draft, live, all right? For those of you that have been here, you know, we did this last year. We had a lot of fun. We talked a lot of trash. We saw who the Jets took, and then we immediately, immediately went live. People called in, and we got to chopping it up. Man, it's a great show. Now it's time for me to give my takes about this Jets draft. I'm looking at the situation here, and I think the Jets are sitting at 10. There's been a lot of talk, a lot of talk, about what the New York Jets could do. And I'm thinking that the New York Jets end up Kayvon Thibodeau at four. I truly believe that. I think there's been a lot to be said. There's been a lot of smoke, and I think a lot of people don't talk about this either. As the draft comes, there's always a lot of smoke screens being fired all over the place. A lot of things being said that aren't true. A lot of things being shot out there. Teams are interested in players. Teams are not that interested in this guy. But I really think that the New York Jets could end up with Kayvon Thibodeau. I think that he ends up coming down the four, and I think he's the guy that we take. All right? So that's what I think we have there at four. Now when you look at 10, right, If the New York Jets do not make the trade, if Debo Samuels does not get traded to the New York Jets, which is a high probability that I think he will be, if that deal is not made, I could see and I think that the New York Jets will end up taking Drake London with the 10th pick in the first round. That's who I think ends up there. I think think the Jets take him at 10. I think they give Zach Wilson a big target. And I also think I could see the New York Jets trading back up into the first round to grab 
to grab a guy like Boye Mafi. I think he's a guy that New York Jets can end up taking as well, trading back into the first round for. So those are my takes. I'm thinking again, Kayvon Thibodeau at four, Drake London at 10. And I think the New York Jets could possibly, more than likely, are going to make a move back into the first round and grab Boye Mafia in the first round. All right? Whew, what a fire show, man. What a fire show. Fire, fire show. A lot of talk. Salutes to all the savages in the chat. The Real Jay says, Joe, some people are worried that NYC might be too much for Kayvon Thibodeau. Salute to you, The Real Jay, and again, salute to all the savages in the chat. I've heard that take from a lot of Jets fans. Some Jets fans, excuse me. Here's the deal. Kayvon Thibodeau is a guy that I think will be fine in this market. Kayvon Thibodeau coming here, there's been a lot of talk about his attitude. There's been a lot of talk about him excited about building his brand. Let me explain something to you, and I've said this multiple times. Building a brand does not work if you suck. If you are a bad football player, your brand doesn't matter. Nobody's going to buy your jersey if you're the 100th ranked defensive end in the NFL. Nobody's going to buy your jersey if you don't get sacks. Nobody's going to buy your jersey if you're a bum. Nobody does that. I think a lot of the attitude stuff and a lot of the things that people are talking about I think is being played up a bit with Kayvon Thibodeau. I don't think NYC is too big for Kayvon. I don't. I think he's going to be able to come here. I think, again, Sulla, I think this coaching staff, I think that he's going to be able to surround him and put him in a great position. I think he's going to be all right if he comes here. I truly, truly do. So with that said, we're going to close out the show. It's been an amazing show. A lot of takes firing around. Listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with all these football teams. I love going back with with you fans about this football team, excuse me. Salute to the savages. They keep me keep me rolling. Oh man. I love going back and forth with all you fans about this football team. I also leave you some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. All right. I'm also on Twitter as well at YoungJ000. Again, YoungJ000. Okay. If you want to troll me, no problem. I'll troll you right back. I'm the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. At all times, I'll have my Vera Tucker jersey on. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we'll have a Drake London jersey coming soon. That's all I'm saying. You know, there's been a lot of talk. A lot of talk out there. Jets wide receiver coach was at his pro day. That's all I'm saying. All right? Been a lot of talk. So, Maybe we'll have a Drake London jersey coming soon. You can also follow the show's page as well as at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe. That's the show's page. Go ahead and give that a follow as well. We go back and forth. We'll talk about football and all kinds of things on that as well. I'm also on YouTube as well. I live stream on YouTube. We live stream the show. Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Go ahead on over there. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. All right? And if you want to throw me no issues, you control me in the comments. We'll go back and forth. And as always, people, when you see me in person, okay, it is arms out, chest open, 
free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. They will always remain free. I want to thank you folks for listening, watching, and calling in. Without you folks, I'm absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to call in and listen to the show. You folks are the greatest, all right? And again, we will be having a live draft show as well. Tune on in. We're going to be having a lot of fun. I'll see you guys then. You folks have a good one. Peace.